Sports Machine with Slim is back in session. Not a great last night for the Boston area sports teams. Boston fans are losers this morning. And that's what I want to talk about today. Are we going to take this, Boston fans? We can jump into the Celtics and their overtime defeat last night at Golden State. We can jump into the Bruins and their overtime defeat last night, 4-3. to three. But let's move a more pressing issue to the top of the pile, the Sports Talk Radio pile. I'm going to come out with something you probably have not heard before. I've been saying it for over a year to my circle of friends, which admittedly is not that large. But I know something is out there. It's real, and people are not talking about it yet. What is it? The curse of Tom Brady. The curse of Tom Brady. It's real. Has the Boston area, New England area, won anything since Tom Brady left? No. No, we haven't. We've had our hearts broken. Celtics in the finals against Golden State. We thought we were going to win. No, 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 no. Defeat. 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 We're smelling defeat all over the place, and we're getting used to it. We're accepting it. Did we win anything before Tom Brady came to this region? Yeah. Larry Bird and the Celtics back in the 80s, rock and roll. Patriots had never won anything. The Red Sox hadn't won in like a billion years. The Bruins, how long had it been since we won a championship before the Brady years? Decades, wasn't it? We were losers. Tom Brady came to the region. Hallelujah. Everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy. Now Tom Brady's gonzo. Back to being a bunch of losers. Expecting we're gonna win. That's the Celtics. The Celtics team. Don't tell me the Celtics don't have the talent to win the title this year. If we don't win it all this year, it's because of the curse of Tom Brady. Let's dive into the Celtics. I'll pick things up on the curse of Tom Brady as we go on throughout the show. We'll be live here up until 11 o'clock on WKXL Radio. I'm live in Concord, New Hampshire in a studio by myself. I look through the glass. I see the man that makes me sound good. Andrew's back there waiting to jump in if I call anybody stupid or, or dumb. I told him I need help not Putting other people's down, people down. I need to build myself up and not tear other people down. So that's going to be a little bit difficult when it comes to the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Last night before the Celtics game started, I will let everybody know, as I advised on the radio show yesterday, 18-1 to on Jason Tatum to win the MVP. Not a bad price. I think this trip here where we are playing Golden State, Sacramento, And then we play the Clippers and the Lakers on Christmas Day. Everybody's going to be watching across the country. I said, hey, this trip is a good time for Tatum to get some press and exposure for the MVP award. Well, wouldn't you know, last night I said, I bet 200 bucks on him at 18 to 1. I said, okay, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to make a play on Tatum. Let's watch the games. Let's see what happens. Game starts up. Right around the start, tip-off time, I go on social media. 
I put a post out there that says, hey, this is the time, Tatum. Make your voice heard with your play. You can win the MVP. Start it down that path tonight. Something along those lines. Within 30 seconds of me putting that tweet out there, Jason Tatum gets hurt. It's like, behold, the power of the mush. It's real. It is real. If you check my my social media, I think it was on Facebook for the Sports Machine. All you got to do is go to Sports Machine NH, and you will see I put that that out there into the universe, and boom, instantly he gets hurt. That's and but the worst part about Jason Tatum getting hurt is he pulled a Kemba Walker slash Kyrie Irving type of move. Oh, he falls down, he gets hurt, he hurts his ankle. Where? Let me. You know, just walk back to the to the training room so they can look at my ankle. Dude, I played basketball for 40 years. You know how many times I twisted my ankle? I can remember I had crutches. I hopped off of the train, the T, to get to Boston Garden. I had my two crutches, and I hopped on one leg all the way to get up to my seat at the Boston Garden to go watch the Celtics. So I know what a bad sprained ankle is like. You sprained your ankle, you went out back, you got it wrapped, and you were able to come out and play. Like, just, everybody needs to, 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 like, take a deep breath and understand from a fan perspective the soft, soft mentality of today's athletes. Let me run out back. Oh, oh, let me run out back. Where? I twisted my ankle. And then what happens? He comes back in the game. In the second half, his play was just passive. But he still, at the end of the day, gets a shot to win the game for his team. In regulation, they give the ball to Tatum. I'm pretty sure Drew Holiday had it, got it over half court, and then it was like, here, here, you take it. You know, you're, you're supposed to be the guy. I'm going to give it to you. When I was looking at the TV going, hey, Drew, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. You take it. Because Drew Holiday could just get into the lane against uh, anybody who's guarding him and get a 5-10 to foot jumper. And I'm cool with that, with the game winner at the end of the game here. I've seen Tatum enough times he hasn't come through. Well, wouldn't you know it? You give the ball to to the soft mentality, Jason Tatum player, I'm picking for MVP, Shoots a fadeaway three-pointer. Clank. Not even close. We're going to overtime. And it wasn't just that last play of the game. Tatum was passive. He was going to the rack earlier. He's been doing it in other games. And he was just settling for outside shots after he sprained his ankle. Missoula, I blame you for the loss. I blame you for the direction that the team continues to go down where you have a soft player who wants to run to the training room when he twists an ankle because you're not challenging them in the right way. And you say, oh, sports machine was slim. If you were the coach of the Celtics, what would you do? And I say, I would have benched Tatum in the fourth quarter. Hey, you don't look like you're moving the right way. You're not going to the hole. You're not playing aggressively. That tells me you're hurt. You're going to sit. We got another game tomorrow night. Let somebody else play. There's other players on the team. If you watch, there's players on this team that people don't even know who were making an impact last night. This Brissett guy, he plays like his hair's on fire on defense. 
He's running around like nuts. Who is this this Cueto uh, guy? I don't even know how to say. Kata? Cato? The big dude? Looked like a monster last night. Well, where was he in the fourth quarter? Like, where was he? You have back-to-back games. Those guys were playing awesome. Missoula, no, let me just roll out the starting five. Let Derek White shoot 17 threes. Yes, he was 7 for 14. He was hot. And I normally, I don't have a problem with Derek White shooting threes. In fact, I like it. But at some point, can we all go, hey, listen, maybe just everybody standing around and jacking up threes is not, like, mentally tough. It's settling. Where, who's getting to the rim and finishing? And don't tell me it's Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is able to do it all the time in the first quarter, second quarter. But when it comes to fourth quarter situations, and he did it again last night, and he tries to drive to the hole, he can't do it when the defender is amped up to stop him. His handle is weak. And so I'm left here saying maybe the Celtics aren't going to win it all. For the last two weeks on the Sports Machine with Slim, I've been saying the Celtics are going to win it all. I watched the first quarter of the game last night, and I text my brother Dave, the Celtics are such a wagon. The Celtics are just so good. Our talent level is ridiculous. The Celtics have by far and away the most talented roster, the most skilled roster in the NBA. So what stands in the way of them winning it all? Their coach. He did a terrible job last year. He was handed the job because the guy before him screwed up. So Missoula gets the the keys to the car, and the guys like him. He's an athlete. He doesn't want to lose. So on that end, hey, hey, maybe he's a great guy too. Joe Missoula, I got nothing against you from a personal standpoint. But you have not proved... To me, you have not proved to anyone an ability to coach at an NBA level, you know, championship level. And learning on the job is going to be a thing to watch for us. That's the opening for the Sports Machine with Slim. We'll be coming right back. You are listening on WKXL. It's 14.50 a.m., 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, or maybe you're listening live on nhtalkradio.com. Coming right back. is real. I'm hoping that it spares me because I'm willing to at least point it out to everybody. Maybe Tom will come on the show someday and I can interview him. What a kick that would be. Now that will know, that will be when I know I have reached the pinnacle of Sports Talk Radio success is if I can have Tom Brady on the show. So that's like the goal of goals for the end of 2024. Let's see if I can get there. That'll be a challenge. Most people listening right now would say, what? Dude, nobody even knows about your show. How is Tom Brady going to be getting interviewed by you? I have a plan, people. I have a plan, step by step, to get to that level. Someday be taking Stephen A. Smith's job. 
Joe Mazzula, I'm wishing you the best, my man, but you got to be willing to be in charge and make some people angry. Oh, you can't bench Jason Tatum. You can't play him. I just got a text. You can't, you can't sit Tatum in the fourth quarter. Listen, what is – why? I don't remember. Did Phil Jackson and Red Arback and the other great coaches throughout history, did they always just let the players do whatever they want? Well, if they did, it's because they had great players who knew how to win and who drove the train to success for the team. Well, the Celtics aren't winning anything. The Celtics haven't won anything. Jason Tatum doesn't know how to win. And don't say, oh, he does. He had 50 points in game seven against Philly. Dude, when it came money time, when you were in the finals against Golden State, you crumbled like a house of cards. Mentally, he doesn't have that dog mentality, which could be a segue into uh, John Morant last night. John Morant from Memphis, I'm sure nobody probably even knows this. He came back. McBFQ mentioned it the other day that Morant's coming back and off his suspension. Well, last night, did people see what he did? 34 points. The team was down, what, 24 during the game, I guess? John Morant has 34 points. I think he scored the last three buckets in a row. It was tied with 10 seconds left. Memphis got the ball. They give it to Morant. Does he settle for a step-back three? No. He goes into the paint. He takes off. He scores, buzzer sounds, game over. John Morant, game winner, first game back off of what, 25, 30-game suspension, whatever the heck it is, for acting like a meatball. And he's, I've, I'm a dog. I've been working out. I got the dog mentality. Well, does Jason Tatum have that same mentality? I mean, I like Jason Tatum. I want to root for the guy. I'm not saying I want to trade him. I'm just saying somebody needs to teach him how to win. And Joe Mazzula looking and watching the game, seeing Tatum be passive, not at 100% strength, and just saying, okay, keep playing. Well, that doesn't shake up a guy, dude. And and Mazzula doesn't know that because he doesn't have enough coaching experience. He needs to be the one sitting across from me getting interviewed so I can teach him how to win. Because believe me, I've been in those situations. Maybe it's just for over 40 men's league in Hampstead, New Hampshire. But it doesn't matter. Our team's won. Why? It, w- it certainly wasn't not because of me. I was a part of it, whether I made the shots or made the pass. But we wanted to win. The guys on our team wanted to win. And we knew how to win. And it's not by taking step-back three-pointers when the game's on the line, when you were up by 17. And it comes down to tie, and you were like, well, I'm just going to take a step-back three, like you're alone in the gym just practicing on a Saturday afternoon. And then you go home with the loss. And, oh, that's okay, we'll get them tomorrow. That's Tatum's mentality. It was the same thing after we lost in the in-season tournament. And I was on the airways complaining about his mentality. Doesn't know how to win. The curse of Tom Brady is real. Other athletes don't know how to win like Tom Brady does, people. And and as soon as Tom Brady left New England, what happened? He went to Tampa Bay. They win. They win in football. They win in hockey. Their baseball team got awesome, too. It was immediate. 
as soon as Tom Brady left here and went to Tom Bra- uh, went to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay sports were awesome. Huh, just a coincidence. I guess greatest football player of all time, greatest winner in sports of all time. When he was here, we're great. When he leaves, we all stink. And it's not for lack of talent. Brad Stevens, I'm going to tell you what, man. Under the radar, you have done an incredible job of assembling this team. As I mentioned there earlier before we went to break, I don't even know this Cato guy. I, I need to research him for real, how we got a hold of this dude. He is big and athletic. And I'm not telling you he's going to be awesome, but I am telling you that if we play the Denver Nuggets in the finals, Jokic isn't going to like to be guarded by this guy because he is a, a defender just like I was, is going to look at it and say, I got you. I'm not leaving you. I am staying right with you. The Celtics don't have those guys. That's why in overtime, when the Celts are up by one and Golden State shoots the ball with, what was it, 30, 20-something seconds left, Golden State gets the rebound pass, pass open to Steph Curry. Steph Curry, wide open. Of course he drains the three because he's a winner because he knows how to win. But why is Steph Curry standing there wide open? Have we not seen this guy win MVPs and like dagger us before and nail threes all over the place? He's a multiple champion with huge testicles. (laughs) He knows how to win. So why don't we have somebody just as like, I'm staying with You. That's it. I'm guarding you. I'm not even going to look at anything else. We're going to play four on four if we have to. I'm just staying with you. Yeah, I'm going to get run across picks. Whatever happens, listen, everybody else on the team, I'm going to find Steph off the picks. Whatever happens, I'm getting attached to him. That's my job. I'm not going to leave him. No, 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 you can't do that, Slim. No, no, that's not good coaching. You couldn't make it as a coach the NBA. No, because guys wouldn't do that. No, it's that they're not being told to do that. Because their coach isn't smart enough to know to do it. You don't leave Steph Curry open. You stay at home with shooters. The whole NBA is upside down with their defensive schemes. Let's help on the drives. Help. No, don't help defense. The most common shot in the NBA is the three. The one that hurts you the most is the three. The Celtics last night shot, what, 30% from three? I think Golden State shot 40%. That's why we lost. Don't play to stop the penetration. Play to stop the three. Defend the three. Don't leave your man. If your man is open in the corner, don't sag off of him. Stay on him. I know that's X's and O's too deep for most people, but for somebody that coaches basketball and knows basketball, this is simple. This is like going back to the NFL days when all the quarterbacks used to go under center and take the snap under center and nobody was in the shotgun until... Buffalo came along and said, hey, we're going to run this, the K offense or whatever it was called. And then they were all the time, four wide receivers, we're in the shotgun, let's go. And guess what? That's what everybody does nowadays. Everybody does it. So these are the teams, these are how they're being coached out there, even at the most elite levels where we have coaches making $5 million a year at every single sport. And you got guys like Mike McCarthy who's not smart enough to call a timeout so we can use a challenge flag to, to overturn an obvious incorrect call that everybody on the field was telling him, both teams were telling him, 
hey, that was not caught by Stephon Diggs. And Mike McCarthy's still sitting there, like, thinking, of, again, what, what am I going to have for, for dinner after this game's over in La La Land? Guard the three. It's a shame that I have to go off on these tangent rants because last night I was in front of my notebook and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make notes. The Boston Bruins, how exciting was that game? If somebody watched the Bruins, I was just all over the place. I was watching The Voice to begin with. It was the finals last night. I can't believe that guy won The Voice. I didn't actually find out till this morning because the Celtics took over my control and I was watching them nonstop. But the Bruins, before that happened, I'm watching their, their game. They're down by a goal with three minutes and change. And wasn't it one of the best goals I've ever seen, really? Just because the buildup to it literally was 30 seconds. Somebody put a shot on goal. We're down 3-2, to two, it was, with three minutes left. Somebody throws a shot on goal for the Bruins. We were on a power play, I believe. So I think it was six people on the ice for us because we had pulled the goalie. And there was only four on uh, the ice for them. So... There's a shot on goal, rebounds out in front. Nobody really knows where it is. Everybody's hammered towards the front. There are bodies all over the ice. And you can still, as the viewer, actually see the puck. And it skims, squirts all over the place. Boom, 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 boom. 30 seconds later, boom. We're putting it right into the net. Marshawn with just an upper left-hand corner. Fantastic wrist shot. I'm going to talk about the Bruins when we come back. We're on WKXL Radio. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. You can hear us all over the place. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and htalkradio.com. It's all working. We'll be right back. Start yelling at any point. Always angry. <laughs> Especially when we lose in overtime with the two teams I'm staying up to watch. I stayed up till the very end of the game last night. Celtics, Golden State. Went to bed at what, 12:30 something. Gotta be up. What the kids were up two times during the night. I'm up for good at 4, 4:30, 5:30. Am I going to do the same thing again tonight? The Celtics play again tonight, don't we, Sacramento? I don't know. No promises, people. I will tape it and watch some, but let's let's see what's going to happen with the Celtics tonight. Is Jason Tatum playing? Has there been any word? I haven't even looked to see because I'm still stuck in last night how, how he thinks it's acceptable to just jack up a three. And if you drew Holiday, I mean, here, listen, dude. You are a champion. The way you play, the way you conduct yourself, the way you have – integrated yourself into this team. Like, I love Drew Holiday. And I would love him even more if after the game last night, he went over to Tatum and said, hey, listen, man, I gave you that ball. I could have taken it to the hole myself, and I gave it to you. I didn't give it to you to be shooting step-back threes. I, I just want to tell you straight up, I'm not here to lose. And I'm not here to live and die on your step-back threes at the end of a game that I want to win. And I wonder what Tatum's reaction would be. If anybody wants to call and tell me what the reaction of that would be, go right ahead. The phone number here is 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. 
What do you think? Like Drew should not say something like that to Tatum? Because I would. Oh, I would. I would. Because that's how I would feel. I want the ball next time. I'm not giving it to you if you're going to do that. I won't give you the ball next time. And if that makes you upset, then we're going to have a problem. And, hey, maybe they're going to need to trade me because <laughs> they want to keep Jason Tatum. Fine. Guess what? If Tatum took exception to that, he's never going to win anything. And that means Boston sports fans are not going to win anything. Because the Celtics are the best shot we got, baby. By a long shot. Could the Bruins get there? I Possibly. But I don't know enough about the hockey to know if we can pull in the resources that we need. Last night, they showed some intestinal fortitude. The Bruins scored that goal, as I mentioned, before we went to break. That pile up. Three minutes to go in the game. It was. It had to be 30 seconds long. The puck is here. Another body's on the ground. A puck, a shot. It comes out. Another puck. Where is it? Here it is. And it was so awesome because a lot of times the puck gets hidden. And as a fan of hockey, like I'm not the biggest fan, I, I find it annoying when I can't see the puck and then all of a sudden it's in the back of the net. It's like, I don't even know who put it in. I have no idea what happened. It's just like total luck. Well, when this puck was viewable the entire 30 seconds, and eventually it landed on the stick of Marshan, and he knew he had a few seconds. He had at least one second to kind of load up. Boom. Right into where it needed to be. We finish things out. Goes to overtime. What happens? DeBrus comes steaming down the ice, fires a shot, I didn't know it was a bad shot, but it was, as it was explained by, I think, Jack Edwards or one of the other guys on TV. The puck slams off the glass, starts heading the other way. So does Minnesota. They're down on a three-on-one break. There's nothing we could do to stop them. And there's nothing we can do to stop the callers to the sports machine with Slim. We've got one on the air right now. Go ahead. The floor is yours. All right, Slim, let us do some family-friendly radio. I heard you just say something about Jason Tatum and Drew Holiday. I mentioned their names. Yeah. So, (laughs) do you know how ridiculous it would be for Drew Holiday to try to assimilate himself to this team with Jason Tatum, your 2022 Eastern Conference MVP, NBA Finals star of the team, and start trying to dictate how he should play and when he's going to get the ball. He NBA. would be frozen out so badly. Who's the NBA final yeah, star? Of, who's the NBA? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's the NBA final star of the team? The guy you're talking about who totally choked when he was actually in the finals? They were. They look. You make it there, and then certain things happen. They were so yeah, close. You choke. I mean, you make it there. Certain things happen. He choked. Hardcore he's, choke choke job big time he's a choke kid. job. He's a kid. Yeah, irrelevant. Again, he's he's not a winner. Jordan right now. didn't do it at that age. LeBron didn't do it at Stop. that age. Stop. Take Curry that stuff. Didn't. Take that stuff to to Felgren Maz that won't let you talk after a minute. That's crap. Michael Jordan didn't do it at that age. I don't care. Michael Jordan didn't have the team that Jason has assembled with him. The Celtics roster is loaded. Yeah, if he team. Came, yeah, team. team. Keep it. A- Keep it a team. You want you want to spread discord and have guys freezing each other out? There's no discord there. There is a simple, hey, if I'm going to give you the ball, go to the if rim. If did what you just said to do, there would be? No, there wouldn't. This, this is what I'm saying. If, if that was the case, Bob, that would be a character 
default or a, a flaw in right. Jason you're, Tatum's. Right, you know, but you're giving, you know, the mentality that you can work at a sales office or a radio station. These are fragile little baby NBA egos. They can't handle that. And I, it, I'm sorry to say it, you know, they're one of one. You know, there's 8.8 billion people, and they're the only, you know, he's one of the 10 best players. You can't talk to him like that. And it's sad, I can't. and I don't agree with it. But you got to play with the reality. The reality if is, you're never going to win anything if you just steer you away from tough conversations. You said they're going to win the title this year. I have said it, and now today I'm changing my mind. Yeah, and you're going to change it 12 times between now and then, and it'll it'll all be good radio. If somebody um, stands up, you know to what Jason I'm happy Tatum, about maybe, uh, maybe I will. Did you know that Pritchard's numbers are up from 13 to 20 this year? And did you know his shooting percentage has been great, too, in the last five That's games? I said that yesterday, 10 for 17 from three. Last night he wasn't so good. He was a minus 10 uh, plus minus on the court. That's a positive step. But, um, oh, shoot, what, the um, instant replay thing you were talking about with uh, my brother Dave yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if we want to spend a lot okay. of time on that. Yeah, okay, two seconds. Sports betting, you have to have instant replay. That's all I'll say. All right. Um, that Marshawn goal yesterday was fantastic. Yes, it was. That, I mean, it was just slow motion almost the way that it happened. I loved seeing it. It just made me think, this Bruins team has a lot of fight. I just don't know if they have the talent. And uh, they, uh, I, So I did a little research, and uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but that uh, Pashwa guy, that, <laughs> that's the, he's, uh, again, this is someone who's born in 2004, we're talking about him. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, he's one of those young kids doing great for the Bruins. The Morgan Geeky guy I did look into, we did get him from Seattle. Apparently, yes, last you're cracking. I, I looked at that too. He didn't play a lot of time last year, but when he was on the ice, just from an overall league standpoint, he ranked in like the top 20 or 30 players in the NHL. If it was averaged out to like being on the ice for 60 minutes a game, how many points he would score or be involved with, something to that effect. Or maybe it was plus minus, Bob. Either way, I've told people, I don't know much about the Bruins, but this Morgan Geeky guy, we got him on a real cheap contract. And when I watched him play, even again last night, I'm like, dude, this guy is seems to be awesome. <laughs> Can I, something that Dave said yesterday that really intrigued me and led me to something that I believe is um, he was talking about, you know, going for the field goal rather than going for it and all those analytics. They the two-point conversions, when the teams go for it way too early, and then there's four different scores that happen in between, and it's like they want to get to like this number of seven or this magical number. And it's like once you give up a field goal you know, in those last 16 minutes, 14, they're doing it way, way, way too early going for the two-point conversion. And unless you have a killer play that you're 90% confidence in, if you're just throwing out some, you know, Ham and Egger basic plan. I hate when they go for the two-point conversion way too early. Yeah, on my end, I don't mind if they go for it all the time, honestly. I think with the percentages, you're going to score more. You know who not. you would love? Did you ever hear about that high school coach that never punted? And I think like Sports Illustrated no. did an article on him. No, I don't. But I don't want to talk about him on the radio today either. I don't think that's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're going to make me... I actually got a Tommy Cutlins take. Let's talk about things you don't want to talk about. Well, I want to stay focused. I want to stay focused on... I talked about that yesterday, Bob. Yeah, I want to stay focused on topic. I have an update. The make good that he did? Yeah, yeah. He went and showed up for free and, you know, shook the hands and... 
all, all the co- controversy got to him. You're being a, you're being a little testy today. What do you want to talk about? No, I'm not. I just I just want to stay on the flow. If we're talking about one thing, you came in and you've jumped on four different topics. When I think that's all right. Last week when nobody was listening, but now we got people listening, and I want to stay on the same topic, not talk about random guys from high school that are going for two points every time they have the ball. This is the progression that we need here at the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. We are at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We got one more segment to go. We're coming right back at you. listening to the sports machine with slim on wkxl radio and i want to throw a big thank you out to my cousin bob from quincy who was just calling in on the last part of the show because he got me thinking as to how i want to wrap up today's episode how did we start today we started with me letting everyone know the curse of tom brady is a real thing Tom Brady was, what, a sixth-round draft pick, I believe. Do you think if you were in the huddle at any point with Tom Brady that he would have been afraid to be challenged if somebody came back and said to him, hey, next time you need to throw that ball a little bit farther, I was open. When he was in the huddle for the very first time in the NFL, all the way through the very last time he played. You know what his reaction to that would be? You're right. I'm going to play harder. But athletes nowadays, like Bob said, are soft. And so maybe we as fans, maybe me as a talk show host, maybe I just need to accept that. Accept the world. Accept the reality. People can't face the hard truth anymore. You have to tiptoe around Everything in life. Don't say the wrong word. You can get canceled. Don't challenge somebody to be better. Let them be themselves. They're special the way that they are. Well, when it comes to sports, I don't want to have to think like that. I want to root for a team that wants to win. And if they don't want to win, I want to make fun of them. And tell them that they're not working hard enough or they don't want it bad enough. And that's the truth, and that's why they're not winning. And that's the fact with this Celtics team for the last couple of years. And you know why I can say that? Because I can remember four to five years ago when Jalen Brown was being interviewed after that loss against Cleveland way back when, when we lost in Game 7 against LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he got interviewed in the offseason. He's like, well... We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna win titles four or five or whatever it was. He threw this number out there, talking like he's just definitely gonna be winning titles. Well, how many have you won since then? Oh, well, maybe, just maybe, it's because nobody knows how to talk to you and challenge you. That's part of being a professional athlete. And if no coach is gonna be able to do it, then maybe they'll get the word from the sports machine with Slim. The curse of Tom Brady is real, people. What has happened to Boston area fans 
And I'm not even talking about the teams. I'm talking about the fans in New England. You are all soft. Soft as Charmin. Soft, soft as pillows. I've been in the garden. I was there when we played against Golden State. You fans do not know how to cheer. You all were sitting down on your hands. We had a chance to win an NBA title. Nobody was cheering. Nobody was standing up. Nobody was hungry. The rabid fan bases are the ones that are winning. And the Boston area sports team fans are fat and lazy and content and afraid to speak the truth. Well, you're going to get the truth here every single day on the Sports Machine with Slim. And sometime my truth might change. As Bob said, I was saying the Celtics are going to win it all <laughs> for the last two weeks. And now I'm saying, oh, man, if Tatum doesn't change it, we're not. you got to be able to deal with reality. I'm a green teamer, hardcore. I got like 14 texts from a friend last night during the game telling me I'm an idiot. Celtics are never going to win anything. These are the same guys. And I wanted the text back. But wait a minute. We got Drew Holiday. We got Porzingis. We got a team that's stacked. Pritchard's better. Derek White's insanely good now. But what happens at the end of the game, everybody runs to give the ball to Jason Tatum because he's the guy we have to give the ball to. We have to give the ball to him so he can take his step back three. And then everybody can just be quiet about it. Don't say anything about it, even though you know Every single one of those guys going, man, I could have done that. Like, that's the reality of the world. Is every single guy on that Celtics team knows they could have done the exact same step back and miss. But Tatum just gets the ball because, you know, he's the most marketable guy. And honestly, I don't have a problem with it. That's the only way he's going to get better. Is to get better by, by failure. And learn and say, I don't want to fail anymore. I don't want to fail anymore. So I have to do something different. Step back threes ain't going to cut it, Jason Tatum. Tom Brady would not be taking step back threes if he was an NBA basketball player. Trust that. Trust that. I don't care how slow he is. (laughs) He would find a way to get closer to the basket. Try to create some contact. Do what John Morant did last night. Actually, like, win the game for his team. You know, it is, it is doable. It is possible. John Morant hadn't played in an NBA game in, like, 25 games. He just comes off the street, and boom. The last three possessions. I think he scored the last three. It was back and forth. Right down to the end. Each time, he's going into the lane. Well, how come he's able to do it? Because he's much faster? Because he's much bigger? Because he has a better handle? Yes. But Tatum, there's no doubt you can get to the rim. Oh, well, you were hurt last night. Then you shouldn't have been in. This is what I was talking about with Joe Missoula. That's why I put a lot of, a lot of the blame on Missoula. And why would people not want to blame the coach? What has he done for us? What's so great that we all need to be like, yeah, Missoula, we need him to be around for a long time. Did he make great coaching like adjustments last year in the playoffs? When we were getting tooled on by Miami again, helping off our guys all the time instead of just staying at home with the three-point shooters, obviously what they should be doing. As I was screaming at my TV night after night last year, oh, but you can't tell guys how to play. It's going to upset the locker room. 
oh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know what the worst thing would be? Team starts to falter. You go out, you get a new coach. You go out, you get new players. You're not winning anything. You're not winning anything. And I want to win. I want to be on this show, The Sports Machine with Slim, in May and June, talking every day about the Celtics and predicting they're going to win again. <laughs> I want to be able to believe in the team. I mean, I'm a, I'm a green teamer. I have on a Celtics shirt. I have on a Celtics hat right now as I'm talking. I want the Celtics to win. But if the players don't want it bad enough and the fans don't want it bad enough, like I can't do it all by myself. I've had enough of this. The fans for the Celtics, for the Bruins, not the Patriots. Patriots, we stink. We need a little bit of time. You don't got to cheer. But when it's time to go to games in the playoffs, Boston fans, you need to go into that stadium angry and hungry and not willing to accept anything less than 100% effort and to see Jason Tatum twist his little ankle and hobble to the locker room like he's like going to be out for half the year only to have him come back out in the second half, that dude needs to be challenged or he's going nowhere. He's not getting the message. Oh, he's only 26. He's been in the league for like five or six years shooting step-back threes. After your teammate, a champion, Drew Holiday, who gives everything he's got every night on defense and on offense, he's getting into the lane at will and scoring on his guys. Eight-foot floaters, eight-foot jumpers, whatever. He says, no. Here, Jason, there's 12 seconds left in the game. I have the ball. I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to give you the ball. Here, here. I'll get out of your way. Watch the replay of it. It's like a little kid. Here, oh, here, here, you take it. You take it. It's your turn. Go ahead. And Tatum's like, yeah, yeah, it's my turn, man. It's my turn. I got <laughs> I'm going to do this step back <laughs> and shoot a three. Brick. And all of us fans, like, we were up 17 in the game. This is the same type of stuff we saw from them when they were in the finals against Golden State a couple years ago. You'd think they should be able to finish it off. Nope. Sam Hauser last night, 0 for 6 from 3. I don't have a problem with it, though. Every time he shoots, I think it's going in. But Peyton Pritchard, 7 for 17. I'm sorry, Derek White, 7 for 17 from 3. Do I need to give the other stats? How many threes? 0 for 6, Sam Hauser. 3 for 5, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard's shooting the ball well, people. Tatum, 2 for 9. Horford, 3 for 10? Al Horford shot 10 threes last night? Come on. Come on. Do I know what I'm talking about or what? For real. Like, this is not acceptable. I know we're a great shooting team. You cannot go on the road into a championship-caliber mentality team like Golden State. I mean, they might not be actual contenders this year, but Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are champions. And if you're going to beat them, you need to get after them and beat them. They're not going to give it to you. Well, last night, the Celtics just rolled over and gave the game to Golden State. Hopefully, they can come back and do something better tonight. Hopefully... Tatum's on the bench tonight. Let's see. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow on the Sports Machine on WKXL Radio between 10 and 11, live every day. 
1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. You can go there to listen to all our stuff on demand. Let's have a good rest of the day.